Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I will be ready to mobilize Miles Simmons or Shereen Williams for Tuesday morning because Chris is sick. Chris has the <laughs> flu. Woke up naked in the Meadowlands parking lot. All sorts of We're things. We're going streaking! Well, none of those things happened. Christopher made it. He survived. And we are here for another edition of the Joint Mega Picks podcast. Maybe I went streaking. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know. (laughs) I think you probably would have been arrested or it would have been like a UFO sighting, like big giant (laughs) white person, (laughs) naked stork running around. Like it would have been it would have been something that would have resulted in a police report other than the usual streaking. Like we don't know what this is, this alien life form that is showed up uh, in the Meadowlands parking lot, but you had your family with you. There was only so much you were going to get away with, with your wife and with your kids uh, in tow. Yeah, so, that's right. Uh, and I'm sorry that you went to a game and had to actually experience your favorite team losing. However, it saved my ass in the all-important picks contest Eight and eight, we tied because you had the Giants, I had the Cowboys. I got one up on the spread count because I had the Cowboys and you had the Giants. Best bets we're not talking about. I don't know what the fuck is going on with the best bets. I, I I'm 0-6 the last two weeks. Yeah, you, What is going on here? I don't the know. The Boston meatballs have gone bad. Oh, I, I know. I don't know what you're doing there. You're It's like ketchup and hamburger helper right now. You're not pasta and meatballs at all. I'm, you're ketchup and hamburger helper right now. That's what you We're are. tied straight up on the season. I am catching up, speaking of ketchup to you, against the spread. Best bets. I'm one and eight. Is that right? Can that, we put that, that up again? That Although is I don't right. want to see it again. That is right. One and eight. What in the holy shit is going on here? Yeah, I All know. Right. Yeah. It's, Just, it's, hey, it's hey, you know, if I flipped every single one of them, I would be doing pretty well right now. All right, let's see if we can turn it around this way. And you got a bad back right now. By- it's just all well, bad. Maybe, it's all bad maybe the right ba- now. Maybe the bad back. Maybe there's the source of football wisdom burrowing around at the base of my spine. Oh, I hope it still not. Hurts. All right. Uh, all odds provided by BetMGM. Thursday night football. Dolphins at the Bengals. Cincinnati. Four point favorite. Over under of forty seven. Chris, who do you like? Did you say Cincinnati? I like that. Yes, I did. Did you say Bengals? <laughs> yeah. I know you're going to. <laughs> I definitely am. But it's funny you say Cincinnati. That's how my father, who's like grew up right by Cincinnati, calls it Cincinnati. Like I had, we had to correct him. I was like, no, no, it's Cincinnati. Uh, no, it's Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati. <laughs> Is that how they say it in West Virginia? Just before I start on this little breakdown of the no, game? No, I've just I've heard it referred to before as Cincinnati. Maybe by your dad when he used to call games. Yeah, maybe he maybe said he Cincinnati. Yeah, just as you say, Bengals. Yeah, that's right. The freaking Bengals. That's right. Oh, I'm excited for this one. I, I think the the big key to the game for me, just if I had to take one thing, I'm going to go right to. The Bengals offense, protection of Joe Burrow against a defense that's super aggressive. I could see it going, you know, a lot of different ways. And I really think this is a key to the game because I think if, you know, one, you know, the Dolphins, if they do it too much, you know, yeah, they could create a play and certainly a turnover. They've done that two out of their three games where their defense has helped them score easy touchdowns. Uh, But at the same time, you know, they let up a lot of big plays too. And this group, it was called the big play Bengals last year for a reason. They can they can torture torture or torture you here in the in this equation. So that's the thing I look at. Will the Dolphins back off of it? I don't know. 
You know, will they be a little scared of Jamar Chase and Higgins and Boyd and being one-on-one like that with Joe Burrow, who's pretty aggressive? I think ultimately that's what I'm scared of. I'm going to say the Bengals have a good plan for it. I think Joe Burrow is going to realize, wait, my defense is good. As long as I don't get a strip sack fumble or force something, I think we can win this football game. And that's why, you know, when it comes down to it, that's the biggest point for me. I'm going to go the Bengals 27-20. I've got 27-21. Look. Bengals are one and two. They're back home for the first time since week one. They should be two and one, could be three and oh. They had the Steelers beaten. They had the Cowboys beaten. I thought they were going to blow the Cowboys off the field. That's one of my various failed best bets. But I think tonight, the Dolphins, not as good as three and oh would suggest. I know we have them at the top of the power rankings. A few breadcrumbs there, a few treats for the Dolphins fans that want to enjoy this great start. And hey, they are three and oh. You are what your record says you are, but. They shouldn't have beaten the Bills. They pulled a rabbit out of their ass to beat the Ravens. I, I just feel like tonight, short week, making the trip, Bengals understand what's at stake, wearing the white on white with the white helmets. Yep. That's a little energizing. No doubt. Right? You've talked about that. Yeah. How you feel translates to how you play, and they're going to feel good because they look good in those all-white uniforms. I like the Bengals 27-21. Joe Burrow, big yeah. night. Jamar Chase, big night. And, uh, I, you know, we talked earlier on PFT Live about over-under. We're both right on the cusp of that 47. You're on it. I'm over it. I don't know how I feel about how high-scoring the game is going to be. I'm hoping it's even more than what we've picked, but our sense is right in line with where Vegas is by way of picking that middle ground where we really don't know which way it's going to go. Yeah, and definitely. It's still early, like we've talked about. I think teams are figuring themselves out. And I think the other thing that, you know, I know you and I have discussed, but maybe not a ton of it, the, the Bengals' defense is good. And the fact that the Dolphins can't run the ball very well, the Bengals, and no DJ Reader, I understand that. But I still think they're going to be able to contain the run game without having to put, you know, too many eggs in that basket to where now, okay, the screens to Tua and the, I mean, the screens to Tyreek and Waddle and all those plays won't have quite the same effect. And I, I do think that's an advantage the Bengals have. All right. Uh, so we both are on the same page. Bengals to win, Bengals to cover, which of course means the Dolphins will win easily based upon how we've been doing so far this year. Let's go to London. 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, the first of four overseas games this year, all of which will be Sunday morning affairs, I believe, which creates you know, an exciting day because you take a game that otherwise would be in the cluster at 1 o'clock Eastern and you break it out and you get to watch it and focus on it, although we don't get to fully focus on it because we have other things to do, but it's better than having it in that mess of other games. Vikings at the Saints, although not at the Saints. Saints breaking out the black helmets. Vikings three-point favorites over under a 43-and-a-half. I picked the Vikings to win when I was doing this last night. Now, the spread I was operating off of, I think, was two-and-a-half or two, so Vikings 24-21 had me on the right side of the Vikings covering. Now that I see minus three, the official bet MGM odds going into this thing, I don't know where I'm going to land here. I guess I'll go 24-20 Minnesota. Uh I don't know about this, though. I could see it being a push. I could see it being a three-point game. The Vikings are fitting their narrative that I've seen develop in recent years. They beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They lose to the teams they're supposed to lose to. That's kind of how it goes. Right. And I think they should beat the Saints. Now, I know the Saints at one and two, it's kind of dangerous. You don't want to fall to one and three. If they were playing at home, I'd feel differently about this. This is a home game that they put on loan to London. I think there's going to be a lot of Vikings fans there. And I think that, that the Vikings will rise up in this moment. It's not at night. It's not prime time. So Kirk is, is insulated against that dynamic. Yeah. I think the Vikings find a way to win this one 24-20. It may be ugly like it was last week. But I, you know, I don't know where Jameis Winston is. Yeah, I hear you. He's banged up. And I, as I said before the season, somebody's got to replace Sean Payton. And I've yet to get a sense that someone has. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you there. And, yeah, Jameis Winston banged up, right? Michael Thomas a little banged up, definitely. That is worrisome to me. You know, the Saints have shown signs of kind of being good on offense. They also shoot themselves in the foot a little bit, too, in all three games, really. And that it's just the consistency. You know, the Bucks game, we know that was a good defense, but the interceptions, you know, week one, uh, they came alive late in the game. You know, last week, 
moved the ball and did some good things and made some big plays, but, you know, missed field goals and made some other, you know, fumble the ball, let them pick it up, run for a touchdown. I, I really look at this game like this, Mike. It's a, it's a coin, like you said, it's, it's kind of a coin flippish type of game there. I'm certainly not going to bet on it or anything like that. But if the Saints can run the football a little bit, and this Vikings defense has not been very good so far, it is not. I think that the Saints will be able to move the ball on the Vikings and be consistent that way, you know, because then it's it's not about Jameis having to throw it too much or you know do anything making mistakes that way. And I don't think Minnesota's secondary is all that good, so they run the ball. Now Minnesota's got to you know start crowding the line of scrimmage a little bit, and I wouldn't trust those guys against Olave and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. So I and I still have faith in the Saints defense. I'm going to go with the Saints on this one. I'm going to go 20 to 17 Saints just cuz they're yeah, 1 and 2 looking at 1 and 3 down the barrel and I'm 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 going to play that they're a little bit more desperate and I think they match up pretty good with Minnesota. Look, Jameis Winston missed practice on Wednesday. We're taping this on Thursday. On Wednesday, the story from the team was it was a rest day. He didn't practice again today though. He's yeah, got he didn't back practice. Injury. Right. He's got ankle right. injury. Michael Thomas didn't practice either day. That makes a huge difference. If Winston doesn't play, even though Winston hasn't been great, Andy Dalton, back up for a reason. Taysom Hill may be able to play. He got banged up week one, I believe. Hasn't played much, if at all, since then. Haven't heard his name. I know that. If he's been playing, he hasn't been doing anything. He took reps, I think, at quarterback in practice today, which was, you know, five hours ago in, in, in London. And we've seen what? Taysom Hill can do against the Vikings. That was a few years ago. It was a lot of different players ago. It was different coaching staff ago. But, you know, this Vikings Saints is a sneaky good rivalry in the NFL. They get together every once in a while, every other year, something like that. They've had some good games in the past. They've had some memorable games. I think the Vikings steal this one. But like you said, it's a coin flip. It's not anything I would ever consider betting on. Let's move to 1 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. The Cleveland Browns at 2-1 and one should be 3-0. and oh, Sorry, but they should be. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Atlanta. The Falcons won in Seattle in Week 3, over-under of 48-and-a-half. Chris, I'll start on this one since yeah, I already cool. put my score in. This is one of those, and, and I'm starting to question my questioning of when I see the line, but this is one of those I look at and I say, why are the Browns only favored by one and a half points? Yeah. I mean, I know the Falcons aren't horrible, but the, the Browns are kind of hitting on all cylinders. They're methodical. They're running the ball well. They're in a good rhythm. They're in a good groove. Yeah, they may not have Miles Garrett, but Miles Garrett didn't do anything last Thursday night against the Steelers, that offense just grinded out, grinded out, grinded out, run the ball. They had a few extra days to recover. They know these wins now are money in the bank for whatever happens when Deshaun Watson comes back. This just feels like a game that the Browns should be able to win easily. I've got Cleveland 27-20. Maybe it won't be that close. Who knows? They had that garbage time touchdown last week that made it look worse than it was against the Steelers. But am I missing something here? I know the Falcons aren't horrible, but I just feel like the Browns are operating at a higher level than Atlanta right now. I, I, I agree. I, I'm, this is one here where I don't quite get it either. I don't. It's definitely one of those that piques your interest. First off, the Falcons' defense ain't very good, and you kind of just said it. This is the thing that I worry about in the matchup. You know, Falcons' defense, not very good. Browns' offense, kind of doing whatever they want in a lot of these games. I mean, I don't want to say whatever they want, but they're good. I mean, no, they can run the freaking football, and Jacoby Brissett has played very good. Uh, we had a draft earlier in the week, right? I said, man, if, if they had played this way and Deshaun Watson was a starting quarterback, everyone would have been like, well, see, this is why they got Watson. They should be 3-0. and Jacoby Brissett deserves a little more credit for how he's playing on the football field. And then, you know, flip that over. I think the other thing I have here is, is just like I don't have enough faith in the, the Falcons' pass game yet. That's what bothers me on that side of the ball. The Browns can stop the run. The Browns are going to play eight people at the line of scrimmage Pretty much a majority of the football game. They're going to force you to go, wait, you, you, we got to throw the ball. And, you know, they're good at playing their Seattle three, and they got talent. And I know there's no Miles Garrett there, and I know the Falcons have a good running attack, but I don't know if it's good enough to where I just go, it's going to dominate the Browns football team here. And then I don't know if they're going to be able to rely on the pass game to get it done. So I got a lot of respect for the Falcons again, but I'm going Browns 27 20. Uh, we got the same score there, bro. 27 20. So uh, we are in agreement, which in past years has been a good sign. This year, who the fuck knows? What well, I think we're, I think we've been all over the place. Well, I think you have to emphasize the whole league's been all over the place. 
I, I think that's a real thing right now. I, I don't care if it's us. I'm not trying to stick up for us. I got people talking about this all the time. Man, it's hard to get a feel. Yeah, we don't know what these teams are. You made a great point today. With no preseason, no majority of offensive starters don't play. A lot of these teams are still like they're just getting to the point where they're, you know, not working out the the kinks here. There's only a few offenses in football where you say are functioning at a high level. The rest of them are still trying to find their way here. And we broke it down on PFT Live on Wednesday, the Bills-Dolphins game and the Chiefs-Colts game, how the Chiefs and Bills should have won, should have covered in both of those games, but it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this, and it flips, and that can happen in any given game, and it feels like that's happening more often this year, where a team gets outplayed, but, oh, we had this break, this break, this break, this break, this break, and we end up winning the game, even right. though we've been outplayed. So I agree. who the hell knows? Well, I who agree. the hell knows? Well, and just it's, last, exciting. Last, right. it's exciting yes. as a fan, but right. it's frustrating as somebody who's supposed to know what's going on. Well, that that well, and as a fan, sometimes well, people like I get people that say, Well, didn't this this team force these things to happen? And a lot of them I go, No, no, these are just self inflected stupid mistakes, like the cheese. Whether it's a drop like I don't expect Kelsey to consistently drop passes. I don't expect Sky Moore to drop a punt at the four yard line. I don't expect their field goal kicker to continue not to be able to hit the ball. So that's He's where gone. it's different. Right, I know. He's gone. Right. He so, don't work here no more. Right. He don't shine shoes no more. All right, Bills at Ravens. Buffalo, a three-point favorite over Baltimore. And as we said during PFT Live, Lamar Jackson's been a home underdog twice in his career, and he's 2-0 and against the Patriots in 2019, Chiefs in 2021, over-under 51.5, highest over-under the week. Bills trying to recover from as you said so eloquently this morning, shitting down their leg and pissing down the other one against the Dolphins. I no, that, we were talking that was about the Browns and that. the Jets oh, game earlier right. from the well, year. Right. <laughs> either way, the Bills did the same thing. They yeah. should have beaten the Dolphins. They didn't. Do they recover from last week, go to Baltimore where it won't be 187 degrees and win the game? I, 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 I say yes. I'm going to pick the Bills here. I, I am 100%. Uh, what I, only thing I really worry about for the Bills in the matchup is the health of their football team. Their injury list seems rather long right now. Now, I, I don't. I think there a lot of them are going to play, but they are a beat up football team, and that scares me a little. But you know, regardless, it, it, it's it's the Ravens. I just feel like the Ravens on the offensive side of the ball. It is. It's Lamar Jackson. We know how special he is. But I, I think this this is a this is a different animal on defense. Even if they're not a hundred percent, you know, they're too well coached. They have depth on their team. And I think they're going to have like Ed Oliver back this week. It sounds like it. Jordan Phillips, I don't know. You know that we'll see there. But I think their plan and their ability to you know stop the run. And I don't think it's an overly creative passing game that is just like, oh wow, we don't even know what to do or how to stop this. I think they'll be able to break that down to a degree. And then Mike, you know my other issue here. I mean. The Ravens' defense, it, it, it's not like literally or maybe we think it's the worst defense in football. I don't see anything to go, oh, wow. You know, Marlon Humphrey is still very good, and they put him in, in some really tough situations. Marcus Peters is not 100%. You know, the safeties, I think, are still learning their way. But the front seven is really the major problem. And I, I just feel like they're going to be in too, com too many compromised positions. Like, oh, wait, we got a blitz because we can't get close to Josh Allen. Okay, well, then he's going to torch you. Wait, let's just rush four and be saved because he's torching us. Well, then he's going to pick you apart surgically. So I'm going Bills 31-21. I got 31-27 Bills over the Ravens. We've, we're on the same page. I, I don't know why I feel like it's going to be a little close in that. I think it the offense yeah, of the yeah. Baltimore Ravens, you know, a little garbage time touchdown. You never know. You never know. Those weird seven-point swings that happen either for the team that's ahead or the team that's behind, it screws up everything as we see time and again. It's part of the fascination of trying to figure out what's going to happen in these games. We move on to the Washington Commanders at the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, a three-and-a-half-point home favorite. They got the short week, played in New York, won the game, over under 41-and-a-half. Cooper Rush getting another start. He's 3-0 and as a starting quarterback. Dak Prescott doing everything he can to get back. Carson Wentz versus Cooper Rush, the quarterback matchup we never thought we would be so intrigued by, and I don't know how I'm intrigued I am by it because I think right now the Cowboys are firing on all cylinders. This is another one I look at and say, why is it only three-and-a-half? The Commanders have looked like shit so far this season. Even when they won against the 
Jaguars somehow in week one, they didn't look great. Carson Wentz hasn't looked great. What am I missing here, Chris? I got Dallas 30-20. to 20. I think this is a team that is starting to find its rhythm, find its groove, and is stepping into that dilemma that Jerry Jones has been trying to speak into existence as to who to play at quarterback. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know either. I'm picking the Cowboys as well. You know, maybe, maybe some betters look at it and go, well, yeah, the Cowboys, they like to play some man-to-man. Maybe they look at that and go, that could be an issue. I don't know, but the Cowboys are talented in the secondary, and then they can rush the quarterback. And we see the commanders can't do anything. They're, they can't run, and they're not very good at protecting the quarterback. So that's, a, that's an issue. Uh, maybe it's the fact that the Dallas offense is not sexy. I, I don't expect it to be sexy in this one. I think, you know, they, they got the right balance right now. They got a few creative runs, you know, a few little creative passes and just their bread and butter plays that they like to run, and they've kind of been simple that way. You know, but I like the way they're playing football right now. Yeah, I have no faith in the commanders at this moment. The defense, as you know, it's dust-up ball all the time. It's dust-up king of the world there, Del Rio, dust-up Del Rio. So, yeah, I I can't get behind that. And then the Cowboys defense, I mean, Dan Quinn, I give him a lot of credit for what he does. I hope Demarcus Lawrence is healthy, but if he is, him and Micah Parsons are going to have a party at Carson Wentz more times than not. Uh, I'm sorry. Is that the best way to play against the the Washington defense? Three yards in a cloud of dust up. Is that what we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like that? Yeah, you like that? Yeah, exactly right. Yes, yes, exactly. It only took me six months to come up with that. Yes, very good. Good job. Right. Um, it might have been more than that actually. I think it's, we're at nine months now. But Cowboys twenty four seventeen for me in this one. I got thirty to twenty. All right, we're on the same page again, which used to be comforting and now is very concerning to me. Seahawks at the Lions. Seahawks one and two. Lions also. One and two. Detroit, a four-point home favorite, over-under of 48. DK Metcalf stirring things up a little bit yesterday with Jeff Okuda. Okuda's been getting a lot of kudos. See what I did there? Yes, very well done. Non-obvious, very subtle. But they're they're saying how great he's playing. DK said he's getting help over the top. He's not shutting these guys down. He's not a lockdown corner. He's getting safety help. He's not going out there like Deion Sanders and playing man-to-man and taking away half the field. That's I'm I'm embellishing a little bit. Yeah, but I, I know Metcalf said he's yeah. getting help over the top, so he'll probably get help over the top against DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Who comes out with the victory in this one, Detroit or Seattle, Chris? I like Detroit. Uh, the biggest reason, and for me, is just that uh, you know, and maybe this is where it changes. But if Seattle can maybe slow down the running attack of Detroit, then maybe they'll have a chance there. But Seattle is so bad at stopping the run. And it's just not the right team to be bad against. This offensive line for Detroit's real. They put you in some real good bad positions. They can dominate you. And what we've seen is we've seen teams have to overplay that a little bit, and that's led to Jared Goff playing, I think, about as good as football as he's ever played. I mean, I, I really do mean that. You know, I know the wins. We all talk about wins. Well, he was on a great team with the Rams. He's actually having to do more now than at any point for the Rams. He's having to make plays and, you know, throw the ball and push the issue down the field. And I respect that about him. And I just, you know, again, I don't love this, the, the Lions defense a whole lot either. I don't. But I guess I trust them, that coaching staff, a little bit more. And I have no faith, as you know, in the Seahawks creativity on the offensive side of the ball, really. So I go Lions 28-21. I got the Lions 23-20. I am doing the Chris Sims needle thread here because the Seahawks are getting four. I rarely, I just, I, I'm not comfortable with a, with that splitting the baby that way, but I'm doing it on this one. I think the Lions will win, but I think the Seahawks will find a way to keep it close and cover that four-point spread, although I believe they will lose the game. Let's go to Houston, where the Los Angeles Chargers are literally limping into town as five-point favorites over the winless Texans. It's, again, one thing after another for the Chargers. Remember before the season, we talked about it. It's always something right. with the Chargers. Right. And once again, it's injury after injury after injury after injury. Can they pull it together? Can they hold it together? Can they avoid falling to one and three against a Texans team that is desperate to get a win? Five-point favorites, over under a 44. Who do you like? I, I like the Chargers, but I think this is scary. I, I You know, I, I look at it. And I go, well, minus five, right? And you'd expect it to maybe be bigger with the Chargers and the talent they have. But as we've discussed many times in our friendship here, it's a matchup league. And here's where the matchup gets a little scary for the Chargers. Hey, first off, 
There's a reason the Texans upset the Chargers last year, late in the year, right, down in Houston. Houston can't stop the run, but that doesn't matter against the Chargers. They can't run anyways. Houston can stop the pass. I mean, you you almost have to run for 190 yards in the first quarter to get Lovey Smith out of cover too. So they're gonna they're a pain in the butt that way, and so that's where I could see them making it ugly. And then the same kind of like thing on the other side of the ball, have some faith in the Chargers' past events. But so what? The Texans aren't a passing football team. The packs the, the Texans are they're they're looking to run. And that's why I think they can kind of make this game ugly. I'm not going to pick them to win, but I think they can make it ugly and hang around. And one bounce of the ball, one maybe key turnover, maybe they do pull it off. But I'm going to go Chargers 20-16. to 16. But I, I do think this is a little bit of a, a scarier matchup than we all think when you just look at it at first glance. This is one where my first thought was get-right week for the Chargers. Yeah, right? This right. is get-right week. They're far better than the Texans. The Texans stink. The Chargers go. But look. There are deeper flaws in this Char- Chargers organization. There is dysfunction there. Dysfunctional teams do dysfunctional things. And and I love Brandon Staley as a coach, and I think he'll do great in his second shot as at being a head coach. I feel like it's starting to crumble. Just everything we saw last week, is Justin Herbert going to play? He's playing. They're getting the shit kicked out of him. He's still playing. Why is he still playing? Why is he still playing? Why is he still in there? Why are all these injuries happening? I feel like they're going to clean house when this season's over. And I just feel like, you know, even though for a normal team, this is get right week, I feel like Chargers are in this funk where they cannot get out of their own way and it's going to happen again. And they're going to go to Houston and they're going to step on a rake and it's going to smack them in the face and somebody else is going to be injured and they're going to lose the game to the Texans 23 to 20. And again, I hope it doesn't happen because I, I got a ton of respect for Brandon Staley, but I got to call it like I see it. There's something wrong with this team that is not going to wipe off that quickly after losing that badly to the Jaguars at home. So I like the Texans to win. Chris. Oh, I love it. I mean, I like it going out in the lane. Hey, listen, we know every week, there's two or three games that we all look at and go, how the hell did that happen? And that would be one of those games right there that uh, I'm not mad at you for your pick there. I would star that for, whoa, we didn't, no one saw this upset coming, and this could be that one. And uh, I hear you there. I think you make a lot of good points. Tennessee Titans finally get their first win of the season at home against the Raiders. The Colts get their first win of the season at home against the Chiefs. They host the Titans. Remember, that was the game last year where we suddenly took the Titans seriously, and then we found out a day or two later Derrick Henry had a foot injury and he wasn't back until the postseason. But the Titans are three-and-a-half. Is this right? They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs at Indy? Is this right? Yeah. Is this line right? They're three-and-a-half. The Titans are three-and-a-half-point underdogs at, at Indy? Get the hell out of here. I'll start. Titans 24, Colts 17. This is easy to me. <clears throat> this is one of my best bets. Titans getting three and a half at Indy. Well, what has Indy done this year that has caused anyone to think they should be three and a half point favorites against anyone? Yeah, they beat the Chiefs, but they, they, they pulled nine rabbits out of their ass right next to the four rockets up the ass that Chris likes to insert. I mean, it was one thing after another to keep the Colts in that game and let them win it. The Titans have won a game. They're finding their rhythm. They know how to win in Indy. Jonathan Taylor's banged up. He missed the first practice ever of his football career. And and who knows how healthy he's going to become Sunday. I think the Titans win this game, and I still think this is a mistake. I don't see how the Colts are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Well, I, I, all I think I, I want to put you back on is what the fuck have the Titans done for you to think they should be favored? Hey, they overpowered the Raiders last week. Give it to Derrick Henry. Give it to Derrick Henry. Give it to Derrick Henry. They finally figured that out. They got it going a little bit. I'm not ready to write home about it. Yes, it looked good. And damn, they had to hang on by the skin of their teeth. You know, this is where I'm going with the Colts to let you know. And I'm going Colts 21-17 because, one, the Colts can stop the run. And when you can kind of just slow down Derrick Henry, the Titans can't pass the ball all that well. And that's an issue, and I think they're going to have that issue. And then my biggest question is, what in the hell has happened to the Titans' defense? What has happened? I mean, I don't, under, I can't even put my head around it. I didn't watch that game on film, but I watched it on TV. I just, I just, it's, it's, it's do whatever you want for every offense right now. You know, it took a little while for the Raiders to get going, but once they got going, damn, they were marching up and down the field of the Titans. You do whatever you want. And I just feel like, yes, 
you know, they'll be able to run the ball. I hope Jonathan Taylor's healthy. We'll see. I know that's a question. And I even with Matt Ryan and that passing offense not looking that good, I still think they're going to have a little success on against throwing the ball against the Titans. Jeffrey Simmons, Bud Dupree, that group right there has not been as dominant as I would have expected. So I'm, I, I don't know what's going on there. I'm going Colts 21-17. That's a uh, good first disagreement. I like it. Woo, 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 woo. Well, may, maybe, it, maybe it won't be a best bet. And the Colts, got me the Colts love to shit on you on a weekly basis. So this will be the, the fourth week in a row. What did you pick them as one of your best bets, I think? Every two weeks week. <laughs> I, week one, I picked yes. them as a best bet. Yes. They fucked me at the drive-thru. Yes. Week two. <laughs> week two, I picked them as a best bet. What did they do, Chris? Fucked you at the drive-thru. Week three, I picked the Chiefs as a best bet. Fucked at the drive-thru, part three. And, and it sounds like you you just said you're going best bet number four. I may change my mind. Oh, not, come on, I'm don't. Not, we're not at the best bet segment yet. We're not there yet. Pete, don't don't instigate, Pete. I'm already pissed at you for being late. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a pin in that. All right, Bears at Giants. Oh, what a barn burner we got going on at MetLife Stadium. Seriously, Chris will not be tempted to go back to MetLife Stadium for this one. <laughs> the Bears are somehow two and one. The Giants are somehow two and one. The Giants are three point favorites, thirty nine and a half over under. It's the lowest over under the week. Chris, do the G men get to three and one against the Bears? I I I'm gonna say yes, they do. I I, I just think. Uh, you know, one, first off, I'm very excited to see the Giants' old unis this week, right? They're breaking out the, you know, the, the uniforms my father and Lawrence Taylor wore in the 80s. Didn't they wear Monday night? No. Or they had the old... No. They're wearing the... They had you the know, helmet, but they did the white jersey. They now didn't they wear the, the helmet on Monday jersey. night either, Pete. You're wrong. They did not. Right. They are wearing... The helmet's going to be the dark blue, right, that they used to wear. That's what we're going to see. So we're going to see that all together here and, and the blue jerseys. Uh, to go along with that. But, um, yeah, this is, this is as ugly football as it gets. And the one thing is, is, is hey, the, the Bears have shown that they, they're a pretty good running football team. But, man, they have no faith in Justin Fields. They, they play and call the game like they have no faith in him. And then last week it wasn't good by Justin Fields. I mean, the Packers game, to throw it nine times, I think that tells you how they feel about him a little bit. He's not in the trust tree. And then last week – they really didn't want to throw it much either, and when they did throw it, the ball was all over the place, and he made some bad decisions, and he missed some plays on the field. And I know they don't have great weapons. I know that, but I think there's a little concern there in Chicago right now about how Justin Fields looks, and I'm not ready to sit here and go, oh, the Bears' defense is just going to hold it down that way, right? They're not that right now. I just think Danny Dimes, Saquon, the way the Giants are playing, like, uh, these this is made for them, and I think they're very comfortable in being in these sixteen fourteen games, and that's what I'm going to pick. Giants sixteen fourteen. Now wait, I'm very confused here, and what? this is extremely important. And we must get to the bottom of this. The Giants still have NY as their base helmet logo, right? Right. Did that change, and I missed it. No, because they had Giants on their helmet on Monday night. Yes, on the blue, bright blue helmet. Right. So they're putting Giants on an old dark blue helmet. They're going to wear the old week? dark blue helmet. Yeah, I know. Last right. week I was not expecting that either. I know, but yeah, they're going to wear their real dark blue, old school with the red stripe down the middle. Right back in those days, and wear the blue jersey with the red and white, you know, finish on the end there, the stripe. So that that's what's breaking out tonight. I, I I think they may be taking some liberties with the whole alternate uniform thing, but that's a different issue altogether. I like the Giants to win twenty to fourteen. They did not. I wait. Am I looking at? They did have the NY helmets. They did. I must be looking at the wrong year. I'm looking at. I I oh wait a minute. All right, never mind. I don't care. I, they did have the NY helmets. I found a picture that I thought was Monday night. I guess it was when they played the. Cowboys another time and they wore the Giants helmets never mind uh all right I'm less confused now but I am confused about which of these teams is worthy of being three and one maybe this will be a tie I'll say Giants 20 to 14 Jaguars at Eagles dun 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 the Eagles six and a half point favorites at home over the Jacksonville Jaguars I don't know about that one because the Jaguars are for real we look at those uniforms and we say this team stinks it's kind of the the the, the what the Bengals went through last year they kept beating teams who weren't taking him seriously. The Eagles need to take him seriously with Doug Peterson coming back with a team that's got a great defense and improving offense. Chris, I know you're going to say the Jaguars cover. The question is, are you going to say the Jaguars win? I am. I'm going to say the Jaguars win. I'm, a, I'm excited for this football game, as you know. 
You know, I do. I'm going to take the Dougie Peterson bump. You know, we always have that game like we just talked about where, you know, you took the Houston Texans and where's that game that nobody thought would actually happen? This is one of them. I think the Jaguars really match up with the Eagles. I do. The Jaguars' talent on their football team is real. It is. And I think their defense doesn't have to be compromised by all the things the Eagles and Jalen Hurts do. You know, I'm a big I'm a big lover of this Mike Caldwell, the defensive coordinator there right now. I am. And you know, you look at last year too, you know, they had a very good plan against the Eagles when the Bucks played against the Eagles. They kind of dominated the game and let them back in it late in the football game, if you remember, on a Thursday night. But between the talent on the field, the scheme, I think they have the kind of corners where they can go hey, we can leave these guys man-to-man every now and then. You know, you can't make a living doing that against this group with Demonte Smith and A.J. Brown. But that, the Doug Peterson energy, and then, you know, the Eagles' defense, I, I know it's good. I get you. I know. But I don't think they've played an offense quite like this yet. The, the, the Jaguars can run the ball. They have a big physical offensive line. I don't think the Eagles' D-line is just going to be able to dominate them and push them around. The, the Chargers, they couldn't get close to Trevor Lawrence a lot, and we know their pass rush is supposed to be pretty good, and that was even when Joey Bosa was in the game healthy. And the Jaguars do a lot on offense. This is my game this week where I'm going with the upset here. I'm picking Jaguars 24-21. I think because it's Doug Peterson coaching the Jaguars, the Eagles will be more on guard than they otherwise would be. I hear they you. know a thing or two about Doug Peterson and how he does things, and I think that will help them come up with a game plan and they will take them seriously more seriously than they would if it was Joe Blow or Urban Meyer as the head coach of the Jaguars that are two and one and very dangerous I think the Jaguars cover the six and a half but I am going Philadelphia Eagles win the game 30 to 26 should be a great game this weekend and if you're not paying attention to this one what's wrong with you because even though and again it's Jaguars we look at the Jaguars and it's going to take some time for us to process it, they're not supposed to be good. No matter how good the players are, no matter how much they achieve, we look at that helmet and we just say, Ugh. just like with the Bengals last year, Chris, and it took you all season to come along. You looked at that, that, that uniform early in the year and you're thinking, these are the Bengals that still aren't very good. And they kept winning and they kept winning and they kept winning. And I think that's a real factor. As these players show up and they look across, you need to take the Jaguars seriously. I think the Eagles will. By the way, by the way, they did wear Giants on the helmet. Pete's I thought so. the Giants, and they did wear Giants. Shut up, Pete. I, I checked it while people I was there in person, about, and I was like, damn, I swear it said Giants on the helmet, yeah, too. It did I, say Giants on the helmet. Yeah, good. And, and, and Pete's a Giants fan. All right. Jets at the Steelers. Jets at the Steelers. Uh, Steelers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Wait, is that what it is? I'm yeah, looking at the wrong right. sheet. It's you're three right. Three-and-a-half still. All right. No, three. Three-and-a-half-point three. favorites. Three. three. It's down to three. They're, they're betting the Jets, apparently. The line is moving from three and a half to three. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, maybe short leash, hot seat. Zach Wilson, Milfinator, back in the lineup for the New York Jets. This is uh, – let me go first. Yeah. Boston meatballs time. I don't, I don't see how in the hell the Steelers lose this game because they've got murderer's row coming up with – the Bills, the Buccaneers, the Eagles, and the Dolphins, they know what's coming. they got to win this game. They've got a couple extra days to prepare. You've got Brian Flores on that staff who defended and coached against the Jets last year twice, so it's a little extra knowledge that comes to the table. Not that that helped them against the Patriots a couple of weeks ago. But this is just one the Steelers desperately need. 24-14, find a way, Steelers, to win the game, and then brace yourself for what's coming week five, six, seven, eight before you get your schlemiel schlemazel bye week in week nine, and you may be two and six. If you don't win on Sunday, you may be one and seven at the bye. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a big game for the Steelers. You know, the, the Jets are a better football team. They are. There, there's, I, I think, like, really I, two things that scare me. You know one of them. It's Zach Wilson hasn't played, and now he's going to get the thrown, in the thrown in there against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I worry about that, him not hitting on all cylinders here in his first appearance of the year. That's just not easy to do. It's not. You know, I do think he gives them the energy bump and everything like that that they need because they don't get that from Joe Flacco, like you've heard me say. But, you know, the other aspect is, uh, you know, the, the, hey, the Jets, they're, they're a decent running football team. They can run the ball a little bit. And I, I think they can, they can move the ball on the Steelers. I do. 
I think it's going to be an ugly football game, though. I, it's one of those games where I think it's really very evenly matched. I just feel like, you know, you've kind of said this. The, the, the Steelers, they find ways to win this game, win these type of games, whether it's a block punt, it's the three phases, the backed up against the wall. They just find a way. And because of that, I'm going to, I'm going to go with them 19 to 17. I really feel like if it was Zach Wilson's second game of the year, or he had one under his belt, I'd go, I think the jets could maybe pull this off. I think there's enough on offense and their defense is good enough to where they could do it. But I don't think he's going to be hitting on all cylinders, and I could see him making a mistake in his first game back, and it cost them their football team. All right, that is a very thin needle that you are threading I there. Know. I got Steelers to cover, Steelers by 10. Let's take a break. When we return, the late afternoon week four Sunday games, including Aaron Rodgers versus Bill Belichick and a Josh McDaniels revenge game as the Raiders host the Broncos. More PFTPM and Chris Sims unbuttoned right after this. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. PFTPM, Chris Sims Unbuttoned Joint Megapicks podcast for week four. And for the second straight year, close personal friends, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield get together again. The difference is Baker Mayfield playing for a different team, no longer with the Cleveland Browns, now with the Carolina Panthers. Arizona goes to Carolina where the Panthers, who managed to beat the Saints last week, are a one-and-a-half point favorite against Arizona with an over-under of 42-and-a-half. The Cardinals up and down twist and shout who knows what they have they lost to the rams in week three can they go to carolina and get a win and send kyler murray to two and zero against his good buddy baker mayfield yeah i know the the cardinals um i i don't know i don't have a lot of faith in them i don't you know even last week i know they hung around and the score will say 20 to 12 but you know, watching that game back, it was like Cooper Cup dropped a touchdown pass. Allen Robinson dropped a touchdown pass. Where you just go, that game would have been worse. They were fortunate that they got to hang around like that. I got no faith in the Cardinals' offense, really. I don't. And now they're playing a Carolina defense that, you know, I think matches this style of play here. The one thing we worry about with the Panthers a little bit is their ability to stop the run. Well, the Cardinals aren't a good run team. And then they have a defensive coordinator in Phil Snow Who's got experience with this offense? He was at Baylor. He understands this Big 12 bullshit offense that the Cardinals are running. So because of that, you know, I think they're going to make things ugly and make that Cardinals offense look shitty again for every, that the whole year, except for a quarter against the Raiders. And, you know, the other side of the ball, the Cardinals, I just don't have a lot of faith there. I mean, that's, that's where I look at it. The Panthers offense is not very good. I'm just going to kind of go here with two teams that I don't really know or trust or have a good feel for, you know, anything as far as their attack and just go the Panthers at home win an ugly one because I have more faith in them right now as far as their ability to just win an ugly football game than I do the Arizona Cardinals where they're just going to drop back and hope Kyler Murray makes plays. Yeah, look, I, I think that the Cardinals uh, – they're going to be up and down all year long. They're going to be good. They're going to be bad. They're going to get it done. They're going to not get it done. They were 10-2 and two last year. They're 1-2 and two this year. I just feel like collectively they understand the stakes. Yeah. I think they can take the show on the road and pull off the victory. I don't know what happened with the Saints last week, although I did pick the Panthers to win. I feel like I'm being unfaithful to the Panthers after trusting them last week to beat the Saints. I just think that this is a situation where the Cardinals get their shit together, take it to Carolina, get a win, reestablish themselves a little bit until they falter next week. So 27-20 is my pick for Arizona to win. Chris, you picked Carolina, but you haven't given us a score Right, yet. sorry about that. 20-17 to Panthers. A late, ugly field goal to win the football game. All right, uh, next up on the docket, late afternoon window. There's only three games in that late afternoon window this week. Nice. Patriots at the Packers. Green Bay is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. It is the biggest spread of the week, thanks in large part to the fact that Mac Jones is likely out. 
Brian Hoyer likely in. Can Bill Belichick do enough at Lambeau Field, maybe for the last time ever in his career, to keep it close enough to cover and maybe even steal the game, Chris? I, I, I mean, listen, if Mac Jones was playing, I'd be seriously thinking about taking the Patriots in this one. I do. I do. I mean, again, I don't have a. I don't think the Packers could could blow anything out. I, I don't think they can do that, and they're not going to do that to the Patriots' defense. You know, we know Rogers is going to execute. He's going to throw these short passes and do all that, and that's all good. Again, it's going to win a lot of games during the regular season. I don't think this formula is going to help them get to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. And then it's not great talent at receiver to where. You know, I think Belichick's and, and company will have a game plan to take away a little bit of that short passing game. Life won't be so easy that way. Uh, the, the other side of the ball is, the I think, the concern. Oh, yeah, like you said it, Hoyer. You know, the Packers' defense is damn good in pass game and run game. They can, they can you know, make life hard on you. Uh, but I do have faith in the, the Patriots' run game. I do. I could see this game being close. I'm going to take the Packers 21-14. to 14. I think the, 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 the Patriots hang around and make this interesting. Yeah, I got Green Bay 28-20. to 20. I've gone back and forth on this. I could see Green Bay covering. Um, this is not one that I would even consider as a best bet because I think the Packers win, but I could see the Patriots keeping it close. Yeah. Ergo, 28-20 is my pick. It's a big spread. It's too big of a spread, but – but that doesn't mean the Packers won't easily cover it if they just show up and have one of those classic Green Bay Lambeau leap. Games. Well, yeah. What's, right. what's scary with that game is this: like, you, you, it could be, it could be like what I said, twenty-one fourteen. You know, late in the game, and we feel like, man, this game was really close. And then Hoyer throws a bad interception, or they kick a late field goal to go up by ten. That's where I'd be scared to to, to bet on this one for sure. To your point, Broncos at Raiders. Josh McDaniels, who coached the Broncos more than a decade ago, welcoming Denver to town. Denver is 2-1. and one. The Raiders are 0-3, and it is red alert, all hands on deck, desperation time for the Raiders, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites at home with an over-under of 45.5. Let me go first here. Yeah, sure. Because this is just one that I look at and I say, the Raiders aren't going to lose this game. I don't see how the Raiders – they can't lose this game. 0-4 is not acceptable. They, I believe, will have everything mustered and harnessed and ready to go to do what they have to do to beat Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. The Broncos have not been great. Jimmy Garoppolo handed them that game on a silver platter last week. The Broncos' offense has been sluggish. I know the Raiders' defense isn't great, but I think this is a game where things finally start to click for Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, who actually isn't leading the team in receiving yardage. Mac Hollins is. Um, I, I just feel like this is one of the... Ultimate all-time, we must find a way to win this game, whatever it takes, and I think the Raiders will. Yeah, I, I, I hear that. It, it scares me, too. Uh, it does. I, I, I guess what I worry about, you know, is is the Raiders' defense to a degree. Like you heard me say earlier today, they, they got nobody that's special on that defense. Nobody. You know, that's where it's hard to blame the coaches right now. There's nothing there. And, and of course, it's built for a different style of playing football, too, than, than what the Raiders want to do right now. Max Crosby is the only difference maker they got on the defense. Uh, and, and, you know, even though the, the, the Broncos offense not great, we know that. I think they can run the ball on the Raiders, and, and I think that could end up opening up some looks in the pass game a little bit. Not saying they're going to throw for 300 yards, but I could see them at least making some big plays unlike they did the other night. And then the, uh, the other side of the ball is I, I got a lot of faith in the Broncos defense. I do think it's real. I do. And the Raiders, you know, they're not a great running team. And if it had to be a passing game all game long, I think the Broncos are built to stop the pass. You know, being in the AFC West, that's how they built themselves. They knew it was Mahomes and, you know, Justin Herbert and these guys that they were going to have to keep pace with here. I'm going to go with the Broncos 20-17. to 17. I'm going to say the Raiders stay winless. I got 24-17 Raiders over the Broncos, so we disagree again. We'll take a break when we return prime time including Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady on Sunday night football destination for the game still to be determined but we know it will be Brady and Mahomes we'll discuss that when PFTPM and Chris Sims unbutton continue right after At Delta, we know Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. On the next flight, 8C is Mandy, a foodie. So we offer all types of food options. Because at Delta, everyone flies their own way. Delta, keep climbing. 
PFTPM Chris Sims unbuttoned joint Megapix podcast week four prime time. All odds provided by Bet MGM Sunday Night Football. Kansas City Chiefs at the Buccaneers, whether it's at Tampa or in Minnesota. Big factor. As we record this, we don't know. There's a chance by the time you see it, we will know. We're not making excuses here. We're not. We're not. And I hate that because we're not making excuses. Here are our excuses. We just don't know where the game's going to be played. I don't know that's a big factor for me, but we don't know. We do know that the Chiefs are currently a one-point favorite over under a 45. Chris, who do you like? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about where it's played or any of that. And I, I think a, a Brady-led Bucks team is going to be focused and ready to go no matter what. And I think Mahomes and the Chiefs, the same thing. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to put too much. I want it to see it in Tampa because we, we want that look. And, of course, you know, the Super Bowl with these two teams is played there a few years ago. So that would be great to see. Um, I, all right, we know – you know, neither offense is really hitting on all cylinders, right? The Chiefs were close last week. They definitely were. We know what Todd Bowles did to them in the Super Bowl. I think he's going to do that again. He's going to be patient and play back and see if Mahomes and Andy Reid have enough of a short passing game to take advantage of things that way. You know, that's where I'm going to be interested to see. I am. And let alone not only do that, but we know their their defense got talent across the board. I mean, this is arguably the best defense in football, and – Statistically, I think they're they are right up there, right? If I'm if I'm not stand, uh, correct, I'm just sitting here. They're right now the fourth best team in football as far as yards, but the number one scoring defense. All right, and then I think the thing I come back to, and we know Tampa's offense, you know, hasn't been what we expect either. It sounds like they're going to be healthier, right, Mike? Am I wrong with that? Receivers are. Uh, I think we're going to well, have, have Mike Evans back. We're going to have Mike, Mike Evans because he was suspended, right. right? So he'll be back. I doubt we see Chris Godwin. You know, so that that that's a, a question mark certainly. But I come back to this. I do think the Bucks. You know, they're going to stay patient with the run to a degree. It's not going to be the last year Bucks where they're going to throw at five thousand yards. But the one thing that still bothers me about the Chiefs is that Thursday night game against the Chargers. The Chargers with a good little intermediate passing game just really picked apart that defense and made it look very easy at times. And I think because of the Bucks defense. And Brady and all of that, I'm going to go Bucks 24-21. I'm very much on the fence with this game. I'm not going to lie. I wrote Chiefs 24-21 when I first wrote it down. And then I thought about it a little more, and I went with the Bucks. So I'm going Bucks 24-21. I, uh, I guess I can see it being 24-21 late. I trust the Chiefs to get a touchdown to win the game 28-24. to This is a toss-up game for me, though. And hopefully it'll be an exciting close game wherever it may be played. Monday Night Football. Rams at 49ers, one of the best rivalries in football. The 49ers have had their number, except when it matters most, in the NFC Championship game. San Francisco at home, one-and-a-half-point favorite with an over-under of 42. That seems like a low over-under for Rams 49ers. Maybe I'm wrong. Chris, what do you think? Well, I, you know, I, you know I, what, what was the NFC Championship game? It was around that range, right? You know, I think even their, their game at the end of the season was around that range, too. Uh, these are two teams that I think know the other offense pretty well. And, of course, the defense, yeah, 20-17, to 17, the NFC Championship. These defensers are very talented. And because McVay and Shanahan know each other so well, I think they tell their coaches a lot on the defensive side of the ball of what they're doing, how they're doing it, and this is what I would do to stop it. And, ooh, he doesn't like this when you do that. And it messes with his rules. Um, you know, the Rams right now are playing better football. They are. But I'm going to play the element here a little bit of just that, the 49ers are backed up against the wall here. And the 49ers match up well with the Rams. You know, the Rams usually overwhelm a lot of teams with their speed. And the 49ers, I feel like, have speed and then have an advantage in the size category. And because of that, I'm going to say the 49ers have one of those bounce-back, ugly games, 20-17 to 17, Niners. Yeah, and I remember these two teams playing on the Monday night last year when it was Vaughn Miller time, it was OBJ time. And what happened? The 49ers obliterated them. Right. I think the 49ers win. I'm doing a, I'm doing a needle thread here. I'm doing the 49ers win 28-27. Rams cover, 49ers win. I'm kind of splitting the baby here so I win either way because I doubt there's a way I'm going to lose both. I doubt that the – well, the, if the Rams win, I'm, go, I'm good. I'm good, good halfway. I'm sacrificing the possibility of being right on both to be right on at least one. So I've got the Rams to cover, and if they win, so what? But I think the 49ers will win the game. Let's take a break. Best bets, oh, God, and Folsom Prison Blues selection, oh, God, part two. 
when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton continue right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Chris Sims unbuttoned PFTPM. It's time for our best bets, or in my case, our worst bets. Whatever I do this week, go ahead and bet the opposite, and you will win a shitload of money. I am 1-8 so far this year through three weeks. That's fine. I own it. I accept it. I'm not going to make weird excuses either, like I've seen some do. Like, oh, I took the Buccaneers, but then Mike Evans decided he wasn't going to play, even though he'd been suspended at the time, said a high-profile announcer made his pick. I suck. I, I, I admit it. I suck. Well, what happens too? Try- it's, it's in your head, right? It gets in your head too. So then you start to question everything. That's what, and you're trying to play catch up, and you try to be perfect, and it just becomes worse. And then it just, which is I'm hoping for. I hope it just just fucking snowballs out of control, and you end up like one in twenty here after the next few weeks. <laughs> if I go zero and three this week, next week I am making my pick, and I am doing the opposite. Okay. On the best bet. I love it. If I go 0-3 again. Right. Because I'd never gone 0-3 once, and I've done it two straight fucking weeks. Are you kidding me? Sorry, Kristen. She's the one that's got to bleep all of this profanity out. I assume in some context it makes its way through. Let's go. Best bets. Who you got first, Chris? Jaguars. Dougie Fresh Peterson. Coming to town. I'm taking it. the Jags. I am. I'm riding it. Six and a half is just too much. I think if they lose, it'll be by about a field goal. And I think there's a real legitimate chance they win this football game. Browns with extra time to get ready on the road against the Falcons. The crowd there isn't a factor for the Atlanta Falcons. They don't show up to watch that team play. There's nothing exciting about the Atlanta Falcons. I'm sorry, but it's true. Browns only favored by one and a half points. I think they win. If they win, I think they win by more than one and a half points. Give me the Browns as my first bet, best bet, which will undoubtedly fail. What do you got next? I, well, I, I'm going to go there, too. I am. I, you know, I don't feel great about a lot of these out here this week. And, I, I again, yeah, I'm going to go there. I don't know what it is. It scares me that the line is there, that there's something I don't know about in this, this conversation that's bothering me. But I, I don't quite see it here. I don't. And the Browns, we know, can run the football. The Falcons aren't good at stopping running the football. Uh, the, the Browns are pretty good in the pass game. And the Falcons have to run the ball to beat teams. And I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball on the Browns. It's one that um, I'm scared just because of the line, but my brain is telling me Browns all the way. So I'm going there. Next one for me, I'll take the Steelers giving three to the Jets. This is just one of those days where the Steelers show up, kick ass, take names. I don't know what's going to happen to them when they get to the Bills, Bucks, Dolphins, Eagles portion of the schedule. But if they're going to win – any game between now and week nine, it's going to be against the Jets on Sunday. 24-14, Steelers' best bet. What do you got? All right, my last one, I'm going with my boy Blue. You know I love la 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 Lamar Jackson, but it just I think it's too much. You know, I know the Bills got a lot of injuries there. Bills had a lot of injuries last week. They did a really good job containing that, Bill, that Dolphins offense. I mean, they really did. It was two drives like we talked about. It was it. The whole freaking game. So I'm going to ride with the Bills and them carving up the Ravens offense, and I have Bills 31-21. I'm going with them. All right. To quote Joe Pesci as Leo gets, the Colts have fucked me at the drive through three straight weeks. Twice I picked them. Once I picked against them. Titans, come on, Titans. You're getting three and a half points. Give me the Titans getting three and a half in Indianapolis. Hopefully... The Colts won't do it to me again. Hopefully you got Folsom all your prison fries time. in the uh, Folsom the Prison Blues time. I think it was a subway that they went to. We both suck on Folsom Prison Blues. Who's the team that you think wins this week straight up no matter what? The one team you believe in this week, Chris? The Packers? The Packers is the only – it's – it's. I'll go with the Packers. Well, Steelers for me. Steelers, Steelers? for me. Pasta okay. meatballs. Pasta. It may have gone rancid. It may be ketchup and egg noodles. Like some schmuck. I don't know. Catch we'll up and out. hamburger helper. Thanks for 
Thanks for joining us. See, See you later. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.